And there it goes. Excellent. That's right there. All right, everybody doing okay today? Welcome. Let's see if there's anybody here I don't know. I know everybody, so. Which is pretty much the norm. Um, so, we had, we, did we do announcements? We did do announcements. We did, oh, we did do announcements. That's what my, my wife talked about in this case. I didn't get to announce that I think the men should then have a then table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I think that's hysterical. That is, that is actually right. um, all right. Um, so I've been gone for a week. Um, so last week we talked about, uh, Stephen talked about tongues. Where's Stephen at? Oh, he's upstairs. Okay. Um, so we talked about tongues last week, and I was given, I was um, asked to talk about thankfulness this week. Are others talking about thankfulness? So that's kind of the theme starting today, or has someone already done it? He tied in being grateful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so so his tied in together, his thankful tongues. Yeah. yeah. Grateful. Grateful tongues. Huh? Grateful. grateful. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, that's I'm close. Kind of the same thing. I'm close, so. Hey, and I've got my hearing aids tweaked in better than ever now. So you guys keep an eye out. I'll hear you. So <laughs> I learned a little tidbit of interest. There was a feedback feature in them that was turned on. And so when we would sing, they kept acting just crazy. I didn't realize, but every time someone, when you sing, you sing in tones. And those tones would make the hearing aid think it was having feedback. And it would turn the volume down. So every Sunday morning, we'd be hearing like, music just sounds so weird. So a year after getting them, I figured out what was going on and fixed it. So, Okay, um, well, let's pray, and then we'll jump into thankfulness. God, we appreciate um, being here together. Um, and God, I, um, as I'm thinking about thankfulness, I noticed during Tim's prayer this morning the number of times he used the word um, thankful, and, um, and that he praised you that way. And God, I just help, ask that you'll help us this morning as we think through this, this idea of uh, what thankfulness means and, uh, and how it applies to our lives. And, and maybe uh, I want to ask that you'll help us to, to think of about it a little bit differently, maybe, or at least try to open our minds up a little bit about what that means and, uh, and how it can apply to our lives and how you can help us make it uh, an even more beautiful topic than it already is. Um, and uh, we just praise you for being God, praise you for this family, and uh, praise you for giving us the life that you give us. We trust you for it. Amen. All right. So I don't know where this is going to go this morning. Um, this is a little tricky for me because I've kind of gotten in a groove of the lectionary. Uh, the lectionary really helps me. It doesn't help everybody, but for me it helps me because it, it just you know takes me right to the point um, that I need to teach on, and that makes it a little more straightforward. Something like thankfulness is such a wide-open topic um, that it makes it kind of a challenge for me. Um, so I'm going to do my best to make this a little bit interactive um, and try to kind of dump what's on my mind uh, to you today in some sort of pseudo-logical way. Um, came across this sign here, and... I thought this was interesting. So, thankfulness is the beginning of happiness. What do you guys think of that term? 
That's from a sister to Jean Hackett. I got a nod from Herb. Sounds pretty good. You can't be happy if you're not thankful for what you have. Ooh. <laughs> or can you not be happy if you're not thankful? Or can you not be thankful if you're not happy? Is it a chicken? Is it an egg? <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Um, this is the way my brain works. This is why I, we'll see whether or not I can, uh, um, can get there. I think that um, we can force ourselves to be thankful. It's, it's, like, um, it's, it's like almost like good stewardship or something. Sometimes if you're not used to being thankful, or particularly you think about this with children, where you, you teach children to say thank you, um, and, and you kind of know that they're not actually thankful, you're just making them say that. But it's instilling the right kind of attitude, right? Do you make your kids say thank you? I'm sure they do. Do they, they mean do it? it naturally. She doesn't want to. Well, <laughs> maybe. Kids are always yeah. Phoebe's already saying Annoyingly thank you. good kids. Um, um, but uh, I think this idea of, of being thankful is the beginning of happiness the more I think about it, I, I, I feel like it might be the other way around. And that is, thankfulness should be a response to things that happen to us that are good. Um, but, it, but it's a difficult one. It's like the, the upside-down world of Christianity, where if we strive for our own happiness, we miss it. If we strive to please God and please others, we find happiness. And so it's very difficult to know which way these, uh, these, these kind of flow. Um, what about, maybe some of you are, have been in this at one point in your life, what about abused kids? You've got a kid, and, and the number one thing in their life is abuse. They're, they're dealing with it every day in their home. And then you go to that child and you said, you know how you want to be happy? You need to be thankful. That's how you'd be happy. Like it's completely illogical, right? It doesn't make sense when you're in that kind of a situation. Um, you know, when bad things are out of our control, this phrase doesn't make any sense at all. This phrase makes a lot of sense when life is within our control. And so we see people, um, I'll try to not use anyone in particular, but I see people all the time where I can see that their personal choices are bringing them a lot of unhappiness. And a lot of times in that scenario, if they can get their life turned around to be more thankful for the opportunities they have, they can actually find happiness. And this phrase makes perfect sense. Um, but a lot of people in the world are in situations that are way out of their control. And so this phrase doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and uh, I, I wrote down here, for, for me, dealing with my mom's dementia, it's like, now it's not it's not very easy to be, to be thankful for my mom's dementia. You know it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and so I, I kind of rewrote it a little bit here, and I thought I think maybe for me this week everything for me things change all the time. But for me, thankfulness is an outpouring of happiness. Um, I, I think it's it, it it's oftentimes that situation of finding the happiness and being able to sort through the junk in life and uh, let God take control of my life and finding that happiness um, and then being wise enough to be thankful for it and appreciative of it because I, I get really upset. Sometimes I get upset at my father 
um, because I'll see him in a scenario that he's really not very happy about. And yet I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty nice situation he's in. Um, and it really, it bothers me a lot because he should be able to find happiness there and he's not able to do that. Um, I wrote down here, um, oh, no, I don't want, don't want to say that. Sorry. I, I wrote a lot of things in my notes. You may have to give me a second today to kind of read through them, um, while I was piecing this all together. I say, uh, reminding ourselves to be thankful or be polite is good, but positioning ourselves to be happy, both mentally and physically, will make thankfulness pour out of us. And so um, it, it's this, it's, for me, it's this idea of thankfulness leading to happiness is, is certainly the kind of thing we do with kids, but in the everyday uh, life, as we get older and we get more mature, I think we really have to be very careful and very aware of, of finding happiness, true happiness, whatever, um, as a Christian, I would, I would qualify that as happiness, living a life uh, for God, um, and then being able to, um, to appreciate that through thankfulness. Um, I wrote here, thankfulness, I see that as being uh, crazy, uh, a crazy complex topic. Uh, because it's not, the way we would teach it to children is a very simplistic thing, but in life, when we're dealing with things that are within our control and things that are not in our control, um, it is amazing, amazingly difficult. Um, so some of you know, last week I went to Moab um, and got to run a race. Um, I, I will tell you one little tidbit of thankfulness that still has me really scratching my head is I was having a really bad problem with my left um, Achilles tendon. Um, and so I, I had I started the race not intending to finish it. Um, it was it was absolutely the most difficult race I've ever done in my life. Um, so it took us, uh, what did you say it took me, seven and a half hours? Seven and 15. Yeah, something like that. Um, it took us around... Seven between seven and eight hours. Um, really, really difficult. And the Achilles tendon didn't bother me a single time. The whole, I mean, it was just a complete non issue. And we were all just kind of because it, it was hurting so bad just days before that I couldn't run at all. Um, I ran the whole race, and so I told the guys then that I said, I think I just really have to praise God about this because this is just nuts. Like, why did it not bother me? And I thought, well, somehow or another I'm healed. And then I, I ran a couple of days later and it was just as bad as it was before the race. So it's really, really quite, quite an amazing thing. Um, but that, that weekend in Moab, forget the race, um, just taught me a lot about thankfulness. There, there was so much going on that weekend that that's what I'm going to focus on today. Uh, but before we do that, I want to give you guys a chance to talk. So Jill has already talked yesterday, last night. So I asked Jill, I said, uh, what are you thankful for? And uh, she first said family. So you guys might go with that, right? And then she said something kind of interesting. She said, I'm thankful for being content. And I wrote that down. And if you just hear that, that sounds kind of weird. It's almost like I'm thankful for something that I do. And then she went on to explain to me that she sees that as more of a gift. I guess I, I didn't say a gift from God, but I think that's what you were implying is that um, you've been given this contentment um, and it's one, it's something that's really special to you 
uh, in your life. Do you, you want to add anything else to that? I'm, I'm speaking for you there, so I'll, I'll be careful. No, I just I said that along with the whole hope thing, that looking forward to things. The whole side, remember? No. Those two have to go. Those two have to go together. So it's not like I'm content. Like I'm just content to stay here and just even killed. It's like I'm content, but I'm also looking forward to the next thing. You know, like Samantha graduating, Chase getting married, like. If I were just content, it would be boring. But I also have that hope of the next step, which is a good, like an anticipation. It's those two together right, okay. are what. If I was just one or the other, I don't think I would be as thankful. But to have both sides is. Well, Can what? It sounds like contentment is a, uh, uh, an opposite of lacking. You don't feel right, like Right, right, right. And not restless, I guess is what. It's not that thing where, like, if we just if this would happen, I'd be happy. If this would happen, I'd be happy. It's like I'm not in that stage of like waiting for the next thing. It's just that it's all good. So. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a really awesome, boring life, isn't it? <laughs> That's the way I like it. Yeah. Awesome and boring. Um. So I want to just open it up here and just say to you guys, what are you guys thankful for? And what I'm really looking for here, so you'll get, I, I want us to begin to recognize that thankfulness is not a simple topic. It's actually very, very complex. Um, it sounds so simple, but when Jill says, I'm thankful for being content, if you start digging into that, you start realizing that's really quite complex to think about that I'm thankful for something I'm doing, but it's not really something I'm doing. It's a gift that's given to me. And then as she said, uh, it even gets more complex to think about I'm content, but I'm not content in a bad way. I'm content in a good way. And it's because I have hope for the future. And you know, it's, it's not straightforward. Um, what are you guys thankful for? Yeah. I'm say the obvious there are a lot of people in the world that if they were to cruise in here in a wheelchair or whatever you call your mobile power mobile chair. power chair if they were to cruise in there in this morning the first thing they wouldn't say to us is i'm thankful for my health yeah you know i'm so thankful for my health yeah a lot to be said for that yeah anyone else something you're thankful for i, I need more people to talk i i think one of the things I'm thankful for. It kind of goes back to the very first slide that you showed about happiness and stuff. Um, I mean, it's been years ago, but I, I noticed that as you read 
as you read scripture, it never really talked about being happy. It does talk about being content. And but I think once I finally learned that um, that happiness is like this, it, 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 it's almost like a, a drug you can't get enough of. Because once you're happy, you, you want more of it. And, and, it, and it's, it's, it's actually, I think, a goal that's unattainable in that, in that way. That's where contentment is where you, um, you realize, like Bill was saying about, you, you're satisfied with stuff. And, and you can find the, the good in, in everything. Uh, I, I know I, you know, I always talk about, I always kind of like depressing subjects, all that kind of stuff like that. Um, but, 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 but that keeps me, it keeps me grounded, kind of being that way, because I'm, I'm either one way or the other, right? And I, it's hard for me to moderate most of my life. So just realizing that, um, that happiness is really, well, by following Jesus, happiness really is not the goal. That's why there's, there's joy. There's joy in everything, but joy is not happiness. Yeah, and, and happiness, I would say it could be the goal if it's defined properly. Right. You know, right. If, if, you, if you're defining things like contentment and things like that as a version of happiness, then I think it could be more reasonable. People yeah. who always, always say that I just want to be happy, they, they actually kind of make that their God. And they're always wanting more of that. And they're always wanting more of that. And, yeah. And so, yeah, I think you're right. It's like, you can be happy, but it has to have a perimeter for what that is. Okay. Anybody else? Yes? I don't know really how to put this to words, but um, I'm thankful that I'm not my own master. <laughs> that there is Jesus' example. But if you're honest, that. you want to be your own master. And I'm super bullheaded and opinionated. <laughs> So, thank God that Jesus gave us the example. Very nice. Yes? I am thankful for uh, something that actually made me feel sad yesterday. We were on a long car ride to see my parents in Illinois. And uh, we were uh, listening to songs and uh, one of them is about a, uh, a woman who has um, been widowed, and she's older, and she's, uh, you know, she's in her, in her room, and um, it, 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 there's, there's just, uh, you know, uh, some, you know, some depressing sadness about she's the survivor, and he's no longer there, um, and it just, uh, just the fact that it just it just made me feel so sad. It that's uh, a manifestation of the uh, you know the caring and the new bond that I have with her and his mom. Mm. And um, and so we were just like you know very anticipating to uh, get back to her on Sunday afternoon and yes. <laughs> our visits with her. And so to have something uh, that is uh, coming to my life and develop is something I'm just you know, so very thankful for, even though there's something um, of sadness uh, that uh, was put out there that reminds me of, you know, being happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I'm a perfect yeah. 
Anybody else? Yes. Um, so the last few months, I feel like I've been given like several life tests, and I was, I'm thankful for those because it's just been so interesting to dig deeper into myself and into my connect my connectedness and my community um, and family and just all the things. It's just been you know instead of like smooth sailing life, had some bumps. And the bumps have just been fascinating, and I'm thankful for them. Good, great. Yeah, that's that's a little complex to be thankful for the bumps and thankful for a sad zone. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I want to break this down a little bit into where my head was at around this, and uh, see if I can make any sense out of it for all of you. So. When I think about thankfulness, um, I'm going to say, first of all, there's thankfulness for my God. I'll get into that in just a minute. But that's that's a very broad, I would say, very basic thankfulness. That it's kind of all-encompassing. It's like God created everything. I'm thankful for God. It's, it's very much this kind of generic way of being thankful. I think it's a very healthy way to be thankful. Um, but we can almost think of everything that we're thankful for kind of falls back under that. Um, but when I try to kind of drill into this a little bit more, and I think about the weekend I had last weekend, so that was my focus. That was kind of my, the way I was thinking about this was I had this awesome weekend, um, like on like from every angle. It, it was fun. It was spiritual. It was, you know, just good friends and all this stuff. And I realized that I'm thankful for my God in my friends, thankful for the way I see God and the way he works through the people around me. Um, I'm thankful for my God in my family. And the reason I separate those two is because um, I think about my, my family as in my blood family. But I, I was thinking more specifically about you guys um, because we're not just friends. There's more to this uh, than just being friends here. This is family. And we have this bond in God, and I see God do things through you guys for me um, and for us, um, and I'm really thankful for that. And then finally, and this is the one that's really bizarre, and this is the one that kind of, I'll get to this at the end today, I'm thankful for my God, I, don't, I wonder right, in my me, um, I'm thankful for God in me, and it's like, you got to be a little careful with that one because it sounds like you're trying to puff yourself up or something. It has a weird vibe to it, um, but it's you know maybe a, a a more comfortable way to say it is I'm thankful for the way God is living through me. I'm thankful for the, the way God is influencing me, um, and this happiness that comes out of this, this joy that comes out of that. Um, so. Let me dig into this just a little bit. So starting off with thankfulness for my God, we went out to dinner with um, Chase's fiance's parents. Um, we're kind of close friends with them, and we go out to dinner once in a while with them. We had this discussion about uh, thankfulness, and Linda Goose um, said to me, uh, she said, well, I think it's Romans 5.5 5 says something that I'm interested about being thankful. And so we opened it up and we kind of looked at it a little bit. I thought I might use that on Sunday. But the more I dug into it, I actually found Romans 5.6 uh, 
uh, six through eight that grab, grabbed me. I really liked the, the the message version. So, you know, I always think of the message as somebody's grandfather's read the Bible and then they're, they're retelling you that story. That's the way it kind of comes across to me. Uh, we can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him, or what, whatever to him. I think that should be whatsoever, but anyways. Oh, but he, his son, he, he, let me go back up. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. And I, the more I thought about it, I was like, I think that's just it for me. I mean, that's, that idea that God is setting up this example that we are everything to him, even when he's nothing to us, even on those dark days. You know, that's that kind of all-encompassing thankfulness um, that God has given us. Um, and I think I can grasp this, and I think this makes a lot of sense to me, um, but there's more. There's more I, I want to get to on that. Um, so then we go to thankfulness for God and my friends. Um, what I wanted to share with you is, uh, as we went, as we had this weekend, I realized something quite special. So my two friends, uh, Bob and Jeff, that went with me, uh, they're both leaders in their churches. They're, they're lifelong Christians. Um, God is very, very deeply um, rooted in their life and their soul and their actions. Um, and so, you know, it, it's just a very fortunate thing that I get to hang out with these guys. Um, and so I was thinking through about what actually happened over the weekend. And I wrote here, uh, I watched God live through my friends in unique and cool ways. Um, you know, yeah, we had the guy jokes. There was, uh, it, it was like a whole weekend of Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> You know, it, but it was a good time. Um, but like during the race, it, it was a hard race. It, I mean, again, it's you, you, you might ask yourself, why would I do something like that? But for some or another, I find that enjoyable. Um, but it was really cool. I mean, we were watching out for each other, taking care of each other, making sure um, that we were supported, um, you know, taking time to take some photos together, taking time to find one of us. You know, we, we might be five or 10 minutes apart and we would see someone. Um, over on a, a ridge somewhere, something like that, one of our buddies, and so we'd stop and take a picture of them. Um, but but there's even more weird and quirky things. Um, one of them loves good coffee, and so yeah, I mean we, we went out of our way to make sure every morning that 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 guy was able to go. We were able to find a coffee shop that you know really worked for him. They every morning they would make sure they drove by McDonald's and get me my Diet Coke, you know, which is which is kind of weird and quirky, but yet, like, it was really, it made the trip a lot more enjoyable. One of the guys had a buddy um, out in that area that works for a company that builds airplanes, uh, these custom little airplanes, and he really wanted to, he'd never been to where this guy works. And, um, I mean, I was moderately interested, and it was kind of cool, but, you know, it was something he really wanted to do, so we went out of our way to do that. Um, and it's just that interesting thing how you were seeing each of us 
be selfless to some level. And, and you could tell it wasn't like we, we had to think about it. It, was, it wasn't like we were having to force ourselves like, now today I need to be, you know, for two thirds of my time today, I need to be selfless so that my friends can have a good time. You guys know where I'm, where I'm it, it was like weird and quirky that somehow we were finding joy in helping our friend do something that we didn't care about doing because I hate coffee. I didn't mind, you know, make, going out of my way to make sure they could go. And by the way, that we did find an awesome donut shop right next to the coffee shop, so that <laughs> that made it kind of good. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, it was just an amazing thing. In fact, I thought I would show you a couple of pictures, just because what people do is they go on trips and they take pictures and no one else cares about them, and then they force everybody to look at them. Um, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'll show you a couple of cool pictures, though. Um, so I like this one. So so this is the this is Moab, Utah. It's the desert. This is a that's a, a creek bed running up the bottom. And so we're going up a four mile trek up this valley. Um, but there were like uh, three thousand people running this race. And so I'm I'm actually going down a little hill uh, on the far right. You not you matter, but one of my buddies is right there. The other one is somewhere going up that hill to the left. Um, but like the place was just beautiful. Um, there's some more. All that dust is the runners. You can see them going up the, the rim there. Um, what you say? That's the painted desert. No, I don't know where the painted. I don't think it's we're that far from the painted right? desert though. But it could have been like you could call it that. I mean, it was crazy how the the different layers of rock had all these different colors. We got into one area where it was just as green as it could be, and it was just crazy, like just green desert. But you, I don't know if you noticed the runners on the rim up there going across, but um, but anyways, it was a blast. And then that was, this was a massive long hill we were going down back into the valley. Um, but anyway, good time. Um, but yeah, thankfulness for God, for my God in my friends. Um, next one is thankfulness for my God and my family. And I wanna focus on TLR. Um, this transition that I have watched myself go through that you guys have helped me go through um, has just been so good. If you go back uh, to 1990, let's say 60-ish, somewhere around there, at that point in my life, I was really all about, um, I wanted to help a church, and I wanted to be involved in a church, but my mind was all about church like a business, and, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting out of church what I, was, what, I, what I wanted. I wanted to make sure that my kids were getting out of church what I wanted, um, and so we were a part of a church family in here in town. We're still close to those people, but, you know, it, it wasn't cutting it, you know. And when you think about it, it's like, that's not what we do with family. You know, that's not, that's not the way it works. I don't just get to tell my brothers, you know what, I'm tired of having you guys as in brothers, my blood brothers. I don't get to tell them like, ah, you know, you're a nice guy, but I'm kind of tired of having you as my brother. I'm going to move on. Uh, you, you know, it's not what we do. That's kind of what I did, you know, it, not in a horrible, terrible way, but it wasn't, I think it could have been better. And then we were part of another church uh, that, that this uh, church broke off from. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, I had these criteria and, uh, and I found that I've been able to slowly transition from the church being something that's all about what I, uh, what I want to the church, my church family being something that's all about what I get to be a part of uh, through the good and bad. Um, I said, I said, right down here, I see that amongst this, this family, there's always time for each other. You know, I see you guys going out of your way uh, to do that. 
Um, it's about God and family, and it's not about me, or it's not about you. Um, spending time together is not viewed as serving, or it's not viewed as getting. Um, it's God and our family helping us to do life together, and happiness is the outpouring, or the, the end of that. Um, and I just see that over and over. Um, make sure there's no other notes down here. I wrote down here, if it, I put warning, <laughs> if it feels like, like the heaviness of giving is taking away your happiness, it's time to adjust. It's just, it's just a reminder for us as a family. If you feel like this community is ever sucking the life out of you and you're not loving it, then we need to talk. You know, we need to work through that because that's not family. Family is not uh, something that one person gets taken advantage of or one person gets the life sucked out, sucked out of them or the happiness sucked out of them in order to try to benefit the rest of the family. You know, family is, is much bigger than that. Um, and so I guess I want to push pause. Do we have time? I don't know if I've got time. I want to push pause here and say, won't you guys share just a little bit about thankfulness for the way we see God in our family. Can you guys think about any examples where you find yourself wanting to be a part of this community, not because of what you're necessarily getting out of it, like a business, but because of what you're getting to experience? What, what does, where do you see God living through this community and it kind of grabs you and it's something you're thankful for? I know I kind of threw that on you, but I'll give you a second to think about it. I think that it's um, it, it's part of our nature to want to feel like we belong somewhere with a group. Nice to belong. It is, and to um, to uh, feel like that you are contributing to the the team effort, the group effort, from everything from when you guys went for coffee and then the McDonald's for the drink. It's just like these are all just the steps that. Uh, make everybody feel good that you're contributing for all the things that strengthen that team and that bond. Yeah. I mean, there there are even things that you you do that you may not really like that well, but you look at the overall picture and you know, you uh, enjoy the satisfaction yeah, of absolutely. this is what you do for the team. Yeah, everybody's sure. feeling that. So something is coming back to you from that, but Right. Mostly it's the but if you only did it to get that stuff to come back to you, it would probably be quite hollow. Yeah. But, but you it, do it to help the team, and then it, it happens. Yeah, it's just it it's just becomes what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Something? Yes. I think I'm very thankful in this community that people are seen. And so what I mean by that is if there are times when something is going on in my life and I'm not talking to anyone about it, I can't say how many times someone has just come up to me and I'm like, you're a little off today. Like, yeah. what's going on? In the same sense, you get to know each other well enough that I can do that for other people. And so you just, I, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Sometimes you don't want to feel seen, but it's a blessing to yeah. have people that see you. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's huge, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Anybody else? Something you're thankful for? Yeah. I'll say the... Uh craziness that happens upstairs on these Sundays. Great uh, point. Yeah, the, the kids and the friendships. They're free. It's huge. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing in just 
see it with uh, how we kind of all take care of each other's families. Like, I know if my kid gets out of line and somebody else here sees it, like, they're going to say, you know, you're going to say something and feel, feel comfortable, I hope, you know, saying something to help help guide my kids. And Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a great example because that would be, for me, that's where I would distinguish between seeing thankfulness for my God through my friends versus thankfulness for my God through my family because family is at, at that deeper level, you know, I, to me, yeah. I like the idea of, of thankful. I mean, I'm really, really thankful for, like, like Stephen, what he taught last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain churches where you can you would never allow that. comment about how you can see um, God work through individuals and and I think people will see in the next few weeks on each one of us teaching about thankfulness about how God works through us yeah. in unique ways in totally different ways yeah. and, and all that and, yeah. and, and Stephen's thing last week was the first time I've heard anybody talk about it it's like and I missed it, but he did record it, and it's on the podcast now. That's good. So, That's uh, good. so anybody that didn't get to hear it, you can get on to the TLR on iTunes uh, podcast and listen to it, which I plan to do. Okay. All right, so let's kind of wrap things up here. We've got about eight more minutes. Um, so now I want to talk about thankfulness for God in me. Uh, again, that's a weird phrase, so I, you know, I kind of get that. So I want to tell you a story. So I'm flying, we're, we're flying out, we flew to Denver. We took a flight from Indy up to, we were on Delta, so they pivot out of Detroit. So we, we took a flight from Indy to Detroit. And then we get on the plane in Detroit for the three-hour flight to Denver. And I'm walking down the aisle, and I look at my seat number. It's B. I'm in the middle because I buy the cheapest ticket I can possibly buy. And as I sit, move into my seat, there's a young mother. looks like she can't be more than 22, 23 years old. She's holding a three-month-old baby. And um, and she's got, like, you know, the baby stuff. You know, there's, like, you know, she can barely pack in uh, there next to the window where she's trying to get her stuff in. And the first thing she says to me is, I'm so sorry that you've got to sit next to me. And I may start crying in a minute. It just impacted me in such a weird way because I knew exactly why she was saying it because I've heard it. I, I, I've probably done it where you had to sit next to a crying baby. And, um, and maybe you guys might know that I, I, I'm not really a baby person. Like, I like kids that when you drop them, they can stand up and come back to you. You know, I don't like the idea of this delicate thing that I might break. Um, but anyways, uh, but I'm not really a baby person, but she apologized. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, I remember when Chase and Savannah were three months old. And I can remember us doing some traveling. And I don't know what age they were, some flights and, and that. And so I just told her, I was like, no, like, what can I do to help you today? And, and it wasn't like... I was trying to be some noble, great person. Uh, the main thing I was trying to do is not be creepy because it could have come across a little creepy. But um, but no. So I was I was like, so how do I, you know, make this flight as comfortable for her as I could? So I just ensured her, you know, like, hey, you know, this is no problem at all. And uh, and I could just tell she had this massive stress. And it was just funny how my heart was just softening and softening the whole time. 
Uh, and, and again, I, it was just God, like something about God in me was making this happen. And her baby starts just crying, you know, they change altitude and the pressure changes and the baby's crying and, and it should be this stressful situation. And I was just sitting there just so happy. It was really weird. I was so happy I got to sit next to her. I was glad that someone else wasn't sitting there that maybe wouldn't like it. I was glad because I just thought it was awesome. And she was just doing everything in her power to be an awesome mom. Um, and, uh, you know, as she's trying to work with the baby, and I think she's trying to feed it, and I'm trying to not look because I don't know what's <laughs> happening. And, um, and again, trying to not be creepy. And, um, and uh, anyways, and she's like in my space, and there's this stuff going on, and I didn't care at all, and I'm just, you know, making as much room as I can. And at one point in the flight, she's trying to feed this baby, and this, these little three-month-old feet start just kicking me like crazy. <laughs> and it was just awesome. It was just so awesome. And it didn't dawn on me until a few hours later, uh, the flight, maybe it was even that night I was laying in bed, and I was thinking back about just how, because ha- I was texting Jill sometime during all of that. Um, yeah, because I was at house church, and you said, how's it going? I said, I'm home, baby, baby. And you're yeah. like, I'm being kicked by a three-month-old. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's good. Actually, really yeah. seriously, it's good. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking about that day, and I was like, you know, what kind of happened today that was wonderful? And I thought, actually, that kid kicking me was like was like one of the highlights of my day. And I was like, why is that? Like, like why would that happen? Um, and, and it just really, really dawned on me that, you know, that... That was God. That was God. There's no other logical reason. Normal humans should be upset. You know, it's like this kid's crying. I paid X many hundred dollars for this flight. And, you know, but no, it wasn't that at all. Um, and so uh, with all that said, got three minutes to wrap up. Um, I didn't want to leave the lectionary out of this. So I dug into the lectionary just on a whim, just to be like, this week's lectionary is from Hosea. I thought, I wonder what the chances are that there's thankfulness hidden somewhere in the lectionary this week. Because you know I like the lectionary and I can't give it up. And uh, so here's this week's lectionary. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And I called my son out of Egypt. But when I called the people of Israel, they went away from me. They offered sacrifices to the Baals and burned incense to the idols. It was I who taught Israel to walk, and I took them by the arms, but they did not understand that I had healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ropes of love. I lifted the yoke from their neck and bent down and fed them. The Israelites will become captives again, as they were in Egypt, and Assyria will become their king, because they refuse to turn back to God. War will sweep through their cities and will destroy them and kill them because of their wicked plans. My people have made up their minds to turn away from me. The prophets call them to turn to me, but none of them honors me at all. Israel, how can I give you up? How can I give you away, Israel? I don't want to make you like Adma or treat you like Zebulun. My heart beats for you, and my love for you stirs up my pity. I, I was just kind of blown away by this. You don't see that deep that type of love in the Old Testament very often. It's, it's usually a little more hardcore <laughs> than that. And, and in fact, the very next uh, section in Hosea is, gets back to being kind of hardcore. And, uh, and I just thought, no, I mean, that's one of the most Jesus-y sounding 
texts about God. You know, obviously, it's a long time before Jesus was on the scene. Um, and, I, and I saw so much in that as I read through it. So I'm going to leave that up. Do we have communion? I'll leave that up, and uh, you can kind of read through there and find the tidbits of thankfulness uh, where God, you see God in there, and you see God teaching you to do those same kinds of things, that unconditional love, even when people walk away from us. Um, and finding joy in that. So uh, let me pray. I'll break the bread, um, and then we can wrap things up. God, we thank you. We thank you at a deep level for being you and for living in our friends and for living in our family and for living in us. We ask that you'll help us to never close that door, to never walk away. Help us to always let you be in the middle of our heart, guiding our words, guiding our thoughts, guiding our love. We thank you for Jesus. As we take this bread this morning and we drink this juice, help us to never forget that Jesus gave up his life for us, for everyone, even when People were not at all interested in him. He was everything to them when he was nothing. He was ever, they were everything to him when he was nothing to them. We thank you and we praise you. Let's do Christ we pray.